Hey guys, welcome back to A Court of Books and Booze. You are listening to, getting ready to listen to part two of A Court of Thorns and Roses. We hope you enjoyed part one as much as we did. We hope you enjoy part two even more. trip is it four days it took her four days because it took her two days to get to the wall and then then two two days along the wall to find the entrance yeah yeah that's right so she finds the entrance goes in and immediately goes to the manor but notices that she does not hear anything there's no sounds no birds well and the the windows are all shattered and the door is hanging on its hinge yes at the manor yes yeah but there's no one in sight she hears nothing and it looks like a a big attack happened. Yep, there was blood and things were torn up and all that inside. So she's rooting around and then eventually, does she see somebody or hear somebody? She hears somebody ruffling around in the pantry. pantry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they turn around and it's Alice. My girl. She's back. I love Alice. Mm-hmm. We love Alice. Yeah. Well, and then Alice, it all comes out. All in. It all comes out, and I honestly could not put the book down during this part. <laughs> right, I was listening to the graphic audio, I think, at this Ugh. point, and doing dishes. And I think at one point I realized that I was washing a plate for like five minutes <laughs> because I was just like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! All right, okay, all right." Cleanest plate ever. <laughs> and Nick's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like. No, I'm not. There's no blight. The blight was Amarantha, the mysterious she. Yeah, so Alice, Alice who essentially... To, who wants to dive into this one? Alice essentially tells us that there is no blight. We have the High Lady of Prithian. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives under the mountain, which we... Which is a location. Right. Which is that big barren spot in the middle of the map that Feyre had seen of Prithian that wasn't labeled for any court. So Amarantha comes into Prithian and takes over, um, takes power from the High Lords at a ball where the masks were placed on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back this up a little bit. So Amarantha is... Who is she? She is... The strongest, most ruthless general of the King of Highburn, mm-hmm. which is another fairy land, um, an island to the west of Prithian. And so she, many years ago, what, like 500 years ago, was his most esteemed general, essentially. Yep. Ruthless. And who was always alongside her? Yep. Her sister. Yep. Um, Clythia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two peas in a pod. Do everything together. Yeah. Yes. And so she fought in the war between the humans uh, and the mortals and the fairies. Um, And when the treaty was signed to not have any human slaves anymore, she killed all of hers instead of setting them free when they couldn't have slaves anymore. 
Um, and then slowly, um, a hundred now now we're at a hundred years prior to to now. She started sending her own people over to Prithian to just slowly infiltrate all of the courts as friends and emissaries and lovers and whatever, to just slowly integrate her people as spies for this grand scheme. Yes, and this is all behind the back of the king, who knows nothing about this. Yes. Because she still technically works for him. Yes. She's doing this on her own accord. Correct. So. So she does that 100 years prior to now, and then 50 years prior to now has, get what, like, she she gets into something where, like, she wants to take Tamlin as a lover, and he refuses. So her sister falls in love with the mortal. This is back, that's back in the human. Yes, which war. is why she hates humans so much. Yes. So yep, you're right. her sister falls in love with a human. Jurian. Yes, he pretty much uses that love to his own advantage for the war. Yep. And then slaughters her. Tortures her. Tortures her sister, which is why Amarantha hates humans so much. And he hence had, why she killed all of her slaves when that treaty came about. Yeah. Um and he had his own human love. Yes. Cheater cheaters. Um all of our books, I swear. There's <laughs> cheating somewhere. <laughs> so that is why there's all this hate for humans. With her. Um, So, yes, 50 years prior to now, she wants to take Tamlin as her own, be with him forever, all the fate, bonding, blah, blah, blah. He's like, heck no. Heck no. Not doing that. He knows how she's been. Right. And then Tamlin has been very firm about not treating fairies, humans, the way his father did. Because his father was very brutal and forceful. Very very similar mindset to what Amarantha has towards humans. His father allied with Highburn against the humans yes. in the the yeah. mortal fairy war. Yeah, and he's always said, I will never be like my father. Yep. So she's, she's like, well, here I am. Take me. And he says, rejection. Absolutely not. So then they go to this ball. Because she she invited them all to like, well, even right before that, he even after he rejects her and he's trying to keep his distance, he sends Lucian to her to try and make amends. To right. say, you know, let's, so no let's make up. Yep. Let's not have any issues. And she says, hell no. And gouges his eye out. Well, l- it states that Lucian makes some smart-ass yeah. remark, and then she gouges his eye out. Shocker. Shocker there. You're right. You're right. He's like, he, he says something like, go to hell, or something like right. that. Um, then she gouges his eye out. Well, it's the spring court that throws this masquerade ball to, as a final attempt to make amends, correct? No, it's no. Amarantha that threw the ball. So okay. after the Lucian incident... She throws a ball oh, right, right. and, you know, says to to make up for how she mm-hmm. acted toward the solution, invite everybody from the spring court. We're going to have other courts here. We're going to have this ball um, in your honor. 
or whatever. So gets them all there. Poisons the wine for all the high lords and weakens them and takes the majority of their magic. He's a real piece of work. Yep. And um, so what she tells Tamlin then after all the spring court then has masks fused to their face that they cannot remove um, says that they have essentially 49 years to get a human to fall in love with Tamlin. But a human with ice in their heart who is willing to kill a fairy in cold blood. Unprovoked. Unprovoked. Mm -hmm. And then to verbally admit that they love Tamlin Mm -hmm. in that 49 years. And if not, he joins her under the mountain. <clears throat> yes. Yep. And they and she did the mask thing because she knows human vanity and whatever. It was a really intense section. Yeah. Alice is pissed. <laughs> and Alice you is so mad girl. because we find out that when she is sent back, that is what, like just a few days three days or something like before mm-hmm. the time runs out that, that yeah. 49 years. And, um, <laughs> Alice shows no mercy after she explains this. She's like, you couldn't have just told him you love him. You stupid human girl. Like mm-hmm. she is so furious. Yeah. Well, and then come to find out that there was no section of the treaty that was forcing Feyre to pay for killing a fairy that was just all made up but there was a spell under all the spring court that they were not allowed to tell her about any of it yes so there was no way for anybody to even hint at like hey this is what's going on here's how you can help us yeah but it was very frustrating knowing that she was having this argument with herself as she was leaving like oh i should have told him i should have told him but yeah but then that would have been the end of the book, and then we wouldn't have been where we are, where we're at. So debatable, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they they couldn't say anything to her about anything. Um, so she essentially tells Alice, you know, take me to under the mountain, take me there, and Alice is refusing, and she doesn't let up, and um, so Alice eventually shows her to the way to that cave tunnel system thing so she goes because she's gonna try and rescue him but before that alice says there's one more part of the curse and i still can't tell you because she must still not want you to know but she's like yeah she you've, you've heard all you need to know you just need to pay attention or something like that mm-hmm so she goes, and who does she run into in the cave? But the adder. Well, there's one more thing. Before she walks in the cave, Alice tells her not to drink the wine mm. and do not make any, any, deals, bar- any yeah. deals, any bargains with anybody. Unless your life depends on right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah, she's like, don't drink the, the wine. It's not like summer solstice wine. <laughs> Fair makes her way through the tunnels, runs into the adder, gets taken in front of 
Amarantha. And the fun begins. <laughs> and so who's sitting beside her but none other than a stone-faced Tamlin giving nothing away. No reaction. No nothing. He's a good actor. Yeah. So Feyre pleads for his life and um, says she loves him and still tries to, you know, get the, the curse to lift that way and it doesn't work. Um, essentially says she'll do anything to free him. And uh, Amarantha says, hmm, well, Claire ruined my fun before you got here. So maybe we can have some real fun now. That part gave me goosebumps when she was describing Claire's body. Oh so she looks behind her and displayed on this on this wall is Claire's tortured body. Just nailed to the wall. Yeah. Ugh. It was gross. Do you realize how long that then hangs there afterward? Months. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so... Yeah, she talks about the the torturing of Claire for a while. And, um, you know, Farah has all her feelings about that. And, uh... Which honestly, I think, is half the reason that she went back to the spring court and went under the mountain. Like, yes, Tamlin and his people, who she cares for and adores, but she gave a fake name, and now they don't know... She didn't know where Claire was, and her family is burned mm -hmm. died in a fire so i think that was a huge guilt thing too for her too a big reason why she went absolutely too late but yeah so they they come up with a with a deal yeah amarantha says that she will give her three tasks to complete and if she wins all of those tasks that she will let the spring court go. Yep. She will free them. Or. Or. She gave her a riddle. And said that if she figures out the riddle. The answer to the riddle. Then they will be immediately released. Yes. Yep. And she says that it will be. At, what, at the full moon of every month. Yep. She so. will compete. Or not compete. But you know. Do her tasks. And. Um, you go from there. So. She's yeah. got, what, like a week of waiting until the first full moon? Ish. Approximately. So she gets thrown in a cell and and what is, is left to do menial tasks. Chores and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, and before she's thrown in a cell, Amarantha doesn't know her name. So, and she won't give it up. So she goes to torture Lucian and she... So then she ends up giving up her name to her to prevent that. And um, she's like, thank God she didn't ask me for my family name. So my family is safe for yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, Girl, you right. <laughs> and all this time, there is no reaction from Tamlin. No, no looks, no. Yeah. And then she gets like nothing beaten half to death. Yep. By the adder. And he n unfazed. Yep. Absolutely. So. So she goes to her cell and then has to do. These menial tasks like cleaning the floor with a dirty bucket of water and they keep saying, you know, if you don't 
if you don't get this done by this time, then, you know, this torture is going to happen to you or, mm-hmm. or whatever. So with that first, that first one that they go over, um, the lady of the autumn court comes by and after she's freaking out cause she's like, I'm never going to get this clean. It's just dirty water. So she comes by and the lady of the autumn court cleans just magically cleans her water and says her debt is paid from Feyre not making Lucian suffer. Mm-hmm. My heart. She gets held dead a lot, honestly. Lucian's mama. She definitely would not have been able to get through all this without other people. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So that that was just part one of that. Yeah. So she gets through her first task. Yeah. And she is just like thrown into this pit. Yeah, this maze pit. Yeah. Muddy, and, uh, muddy, muddy, dirty pit. Yeah. Do you like imagine like um, I thought of like you know, the old times when they used to put like a guy in there with a lion or something. You know what I'm saying? The Coliseum. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. You got this big crowd around you, and then there's like a guy fighting the monster or whatever animal they throw in. Oh, I was thinking like the Minotaur. The Are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah. So the, mi- the Minotaur maze. Yeah. 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 But a big maze, and then all of a sudden this big door lifts, and she hears this massive roar. And she's being chased. And it's like, what the heck? And it's like, what did you picture? Like a massive worm? The Alaskan bullworm. <laughs> Nobody? The worm Nothing? from Spongebob. No. The, the big worm oh, from Spongebob. Yeah. You're laughing over there just like. Uh-huh. like uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, God. <laughs> That's not the worm. It's its tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I might watch that later. Okay. Spongebob? Yeah. Spongebob. <laughs> How did you picture the Middengard worm? Knowing like D and D things. And yeah, I'm trying to remember how because me and you discussed this while I was reading the book that you know I pictured a dragon, a no winged wagon, a no winged dragon, but one that looked more like a worm, <laughs> like a lamprey or a um, something along those lines. Like a wyvern without its wings. Spider silk? What? We're not doing this <laughs> right now. <laughs> but part of me did want to imagine it as the Alaskan bullworm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what did you picture it as? Just a big earthworm? Just a big worm. <laughs> But, like, fast. (laughs) Big, fast worm. (laughs) Well, she talks about its its big teeth. Yes, she does. So. uh, uh, Yeah, it's just weird. (laughs) Did you get that? That was a Harry Potter reference. (laughs) 
No? Okay. So she is sprinting <laughs> away. She's like, I'm just going to create as much distance as possible and get to a place where I can stop for a minute and create a plan. But this thing's fast, and it's on her, and she manages to, like, squeeze through just, like, a crack in the wall into a new section of the maze to get away from it, and um, it goes right past, and she's like, oh, it didn't see me, so it, you know, it must, it must not be able to see, so it's got other senses that it's got to do, um, and so she eventually finds out that it tracks by scent mm-hmm. when it's far away from her so what's she running and she just falls into a pit yep mm-hmm. essentially it's got all these bones in it bunches of bones and extra mud and she realizes that it's it's like den essentially and honestly super <coughs> super smart with her plan that she comes up with next yeah for real yeah so she takes the bones and she starts breaking them and sticks them in the mud so they could become, like, these spikes. Yep. Sharp um, side up. Yeah. And uh, then takes pieces of bones and she jams them into the wall to create a ladder for herself. Honestly, yeah. so smart. And when she gets back up out of this pit, covers herself in mud so she can't be tracked through her scent. Yep. She's thrown a couple of the, the bone shards across her back, strapped them to herself. Mm-hmm. And, um goes on the hunt for the worm yep it's it's very very smart <coughs> very tactical yep so essentially she finds the worm has a chaser and then she jumps out into the pit where the worm follows she hides and the worm gets impaled on the bone shards and she kills it she wins and she wins her task mm-hmm. and she makes her way downtown <laughs> she makes her way out of the pit and um has a severely injured shoulder and is it shoulder arm Forearm? arm when she fell um into the pit she got her uh forearm got impaled i was say i don't remember her shoulder or forearm but yeah oh maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know i, I thought, thought it was like right here it was in between where we were thinking there you go it was upper arm right she hurt her arm <laughs> Right. <laughs> she had a piece of bone sticking through her arm, not her own bone. Yep. She landed on a spike. Yep. But uh, she, so she then takes the last piece of bone that she had and throws it like a javelin at Amarantha. It sticks in the mud in front of her and throws mud all up her gown. So funny. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah, so she won, she won the first ask. Gets put back in her cell. Yep. And as she's in her cell, her arm gets worse. So bad. The infection sets in quick mm-hmm. because of, you know, whatever was in the mud and. Yes. All of that. Yes. <coughs> well, when she had gotten beaten last time, Lucian came and healed her. Yep, healed her broken nose from her mm-hmm. beating on arrival. Yes. So she's hoping that he will come and heal her again with this wound. That being but, said, during the trial, uh, Lucian did help her out by yelling, on your left. Yep. So 
she's like, I don't know that Lucian's going to come because he might be trying to lay low because he helped me out. And mm-hmm. Yep. She's slowly losing hope. Um, well, then she starts thinking back, well, when I was with the Surreal and was in trouble, he did tell me that he hesitated, so maybe he's not going to come. Yeah. Maybe he thinks this is just a good way to kill me off. And has all these doubts creeping in her head. Yeah, maybe he'll hesitate too long and not realize how uh, futile mortality is mm-hmm. and yeah. how quickly yeah. it can go. Well, then someone does show up. My favorite feline, smiling, most handsome man in Prithian. <laughs> My boy, Reese, shows up and offers her a deal, a bargain. Bargain says that he will heal her for her to spend two weeks of every month with him in the night court for the rest of her life. I would take that deal. <laughs> in a heartbeat. I mean, you, know, you know what I would say? Simping. I'd be like, I, I want all fuck the weeks. two weeks, bro. You <laughs> get me all the time. <laughs> Gosh, I love Reese so much. I don't know. From yeah. that, that first that first encounter with him, I have just been sucked in. Honestly. Absolutely. Well, we love a bad boy. It's my type. We love a bad boy. So <laughs> You've got Golden Retriever Gamer Boy sitting right here. <laughs> don't tell me that Reese is your type. <laughs> <clears throat> We're different when we read books, okay? Because <laughs> I don't have... I'm not married to the bad boy either, so it's okay. I got i got the nerd over... He's at home. So it's okay. It's okay. I still really like Reese. So... Yeah. So she fights him on this. And it's like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Still holding out hope that someone else is going to come in. She's like... Pfft. Yeah. Yeah. What? She, call him, she calls him back. Calls him... Words. My words are not working. <laughs> She's thinking about her type. <laughs> I'm getting flustered over here. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> So he's like, fine, you don't want my help, I'll leave, and uh, then you won't have any help. This nope. is the only time I'm offering. Yeah, you'll die. And so she says, so you only you only want two weeks, that's it? And she's like, I'll give you five days. And he counters with ten, and then she goes to a week, and he accepts it, and they make the deal. They make the bargain. This she- binding contract yeah so with this contract comes a sick tattoo <laughs> just got like this eye on her palm sick magical tattoo and then this these how would you describe it going up her arm it's it's supposed to look like a lace glove yes from yes, a yes. little further away so it's just all of these swirls and flowers and and um yeah is it on her left hand i don't know He's left. 
Not that that matters, but still. It might matter. I don't think it matters. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but with this eye on her palm. And uh, so then she flips out and essentially calls him an ass. And, <laughs> and He's like, well, you didn't like, ask. <laughs> He's like, oh, in the Night Corps, our, our, we like to seal our deals with tattoos. <laughs> yes. Sick. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I love him. Love mm. it. Yep. So she's kind of freaking out, though, because she's like, Tamlin's going to see this. Tamlin's gonna see this, and he's gonna know. But she, she feels so much better because she's yep healed at this point. Mm-hmm. And can actually think clearly for the first time in a while. And so was it? Is it that night that Reese's servants come get her? No, because there's... She's got to do the fireplace thing. Yeah, there's the lentils in the fireplace. Oh, that's before then? Yeah. So she gets taken to a room and the guards tell her to clean lentils out of a fireplace because their guest had spilled them. This is before the deal? No, it's after. This is after the deal. Yeah, Yeah. because he bet money on her in the first task that she would win and he was the only one that thought she would win. He made a hell of a lot of money. Yep. So, of course, it's Reese's room that she's got to clean the lentils out of the fire. Yeah, fireplace. they said have all these lentils picked out and cleaned up before the person gets back, or they will like skin, skin you. you. Yeah. yeah, such a stupid job. <laughs> Honestly, skinning someone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she did it on dress. <laughs> that and the lentils, so dumb. <laughs> so he gets back and he's like. Lovely to see you, favorite darling, but why are you in my room? <laughs> lentils. <laughs> lentils. I've got to pick up lentils. It's the lentils. You handsome boy. It's like lentils is their safe word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all know it's coming to that. We'll talk oh about that God. later. He's just so charming. I love it. So he he essentially brainwashes the guards and says, no more. We're done with these stupid tasks that you're giving her. And you're it's also pointless. not going to touch her. Right. So she gets to go back and live happily in her cell with decent food now, not moldy bread. Hot and, meals. Yep. Mm. Yep. Good change, yeah. And then the servants show up. Before the second task. Yeah. A, what, a handful of days? A week? Something like that? Before the second task, Reese's servants show up to her room in the evening and just take her to another room and bathe her and dress her and paint her in body paint all over. And when I say dress her, I mean barely. Because they say what? It's like... It's two strips of fabric, essentially, one over each shoulder, and they then go over her boobs and connect at her stomach to just, like, a loincloth in the middle. And essentially the same in the back. So it's, she's hardly dressed whatsoever. Why do I feel like that's, like, moder- modern clothing now, though? Because I'm imagining it was like, I would see someone wearing that on the red carpet. Oh, 100%. I thought the same thing. Honestly. Oh, it probably could be really tastefully done. Just put like a sticker. 
Where? Does it matter? Just a random sticker. Well, they like put one, two, three, done. I saw that in Vegas. Saw stickers. And just the right places and nothing else. Cute. Sure. <clears throat> Was it Nick? <laughs> yeah. He needed a little extra money on that trip. <sighs> but yeah, so they painted the rest of her body to match the tattoo that she already had on her arm. Yes. Um, and then she, Reese shows up and says that she is a, he's going to escort her to this big party. Yep. And that's the reason that she is painted is so he knows exactly who touches her. Yep. Magical paint. So if, <clears throat> if she moves, it won't, um, it won't smear. Thank you. God, I can't, I was going to say blur. <laughs> and then if her clothes move, it won't smear. And if he, and he will know where he touches her is essentially what he says. But if anybody else touches her, cough, cough, a certain high Lord of a spring court, then he'll know. And he doesn't like his belongings tampered with. That part I did not like. I was like, ugh, belongings. Gross. So he takes her to the party, tells her to drink the wine. She says no, remembering what Alice had told her. And uh, he says, no, do it. So she does. After he... um after he comes in and greets Amarantha oh, and yeah. Tamlin. And I think we f saw a very, very minute reaction from Tamlin where he was like gripping the arms of his chair yeah. or something mm -hmm. like that. And uh, so Reese tells Amarantha that he made a bargain with her and healed her and points out that it was for a week at the night court for uh, once a month for the rest of her life and Amarantha kind of gives him a weird look like emphasizing that she's going to have a life after this so that was a little he gets his little digs in there too yeah it's he... like he's got his own agenda agenda mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so she drinks the wine and blacks out yep essentially so Wakes up the next the next morning in her cell, still dressed and covered with paint, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Has some smears on her hips and arms. And her low back, yeah. But that's it. Mm -hmm. And Lucian comes. Yes. She does not remember a single thing that happened after she drank that wine. And he's like, I was going to come for you, and you couldn't wait, and... So she's like, I don't, you know, I didn't know you were going to come. I was like, hey, bro, I'm mortal. I was dying. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to be an hour too late or a minute too late or what. Mm -hmm. So I did what I had to do. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, we'll figure this out when we get out of here. And then tells her that she just spent all night giving Reese some lap dances. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. I loved his line when he was like, I've seen more of you than I care to see. <laughs> I cannot express how much I love this man. <laughs> Their relationship is so great to me. Yes. I love that whole brother-sister thing that they've got going on. It's so sweet. I really do enjoy their relationship. Yeah, Probably one of my favorites, honestly. 
Yeah. Really, Lucian makes this whole book for me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, mm-hmm. his his quick, witty humor and, you know. Yeah. The graphic audio book, it just freaking takes it to that next level with Lucian's humor. Like, reading through it, it's funny. And then hearing it, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. So much. So these nights keep occurring. Yep. Night after night. And it eventually gets to the point to where she's looking forward to drinking. Because and not she's... remembering anything. Well, she can't figure out the riddle. She's she's extremely depressed at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of falling into a pit of despair. So is looking forward to the wine every night to have a little bit of not having to exist in her own head. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the second task. 30 days later. Yep. And it's a doozy. It is rough. <sighs> so she gets tossed in another pit or the, the put in a pit. Yeah. Yeah. The lowers, lowers down. Yep. Mm-hmm. And behind her, Lucian is strapped up in a, Cage, cage essentially and the ceiling starts coming down right yeah what what were what she thought was just um chandeliers, chandeliers mm-hmm. was actually like a spike, you know, ceiling. spike ceiling and they're flaming hot mm-hmm. and there's a it's a question or is it a riddle that's written on the wall it's just a just a just question. question just yeah. has to answer the question correctly and then there are three levers yeah so she has to Read. Read the question and answer it correctly. And the wrong levers will make the ceiling immediately drop, mm-hmm. yeah? Yes. And the right lever will make it stop. Hey, guys, guess what? Amara can't read. She can't read. Someone, a little birdie, told Amarantha about that, and she used it to her advantage. A bird? A bird. From the spring court? No. It was Reese. So we got, yeah. we got, I got to this section. I was in the kitchen doing dishes. No, 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 no. We were outside cleaning up the garage because it was a really nice day, and I just had my headphone in. And I'm just looking at Jess. I'm going, hey, did you know Favorite can't read? <laughs> I can't weed, guys. <laughs> I was stressed out at this part because she could only pick up small words, words that did not help her in any way she's like and the b of (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we're like going back and forth with this mental battle with her of trying to figure it out and then lucian's behind her and then all of a sudden you know the wall the ceiling's like right there and so she goes to reach for a lever she's like i just gotta try she's having this mental breakdown of being an ignorant human and not yeah. learning how to read and yeah and i thought her logic was dumb <laughs> which is oh, like, her logic is stupid that was she she was like at a point of having no hope and she's yeah. like well if this is my last breath then we're just gonna we're just gonna go for it this way <laughs> she's like it can't be it can't be one it can't be lever one because that's that's single like amarantha or the adder that's just a single being it's got to be two like me and tamlin it can't be three like me and my sisters because that's not good <laughs> like, like was, what the fuck it was so, i feel like she was, was trying to justify yeah, logic justify anything in her head 
to, oh, this is why I thought it was right. No, honey. No. So, so she, she goes to reach for the for, middle one. Yeah. yeah. And her hand starts hurting. Yeah. She starts getting this burning sensation up her arm, her hand. Yeah. Pulls back, thinks, oh, that's weird. Reaches for it again. Same thing. And she looks down at the eye and swears it blinks at her or he, winks at her, whatever. Or um, moves or something. Something of that sort. Yeah. So then, what, she goes to reach for one? Mm-hmm. I remember. And it does the same thing. So then she goes to reach for three, and it doesn't do anything. So she pulls lever three. And she wins again. Reese saves the day. And she collapses and starts, like, getting, like, hyperventilating. Like, starts to be about to cry. And Reese talks into her mind down through the bargain and says don't let don't let her see you cry stand up stare at her don't say anything count to 10 and then walk away and just like works her through this Mm -hmm. panic attack and he's just like walk back to your cell go fall apart there Mm -hmm. and so she does for a very long time I would too. Yeah. And, the, and then he uh, he turns up and he's like, you're still crying. <laughs> so funny. What happens after that? I don't remember what happens between the second and third task. It's more of just kind of like the parties and her getting drunk. And Well, I think it's, I mean, and she continues to fall apart and fall apart and fall apart and know that and just swear that she's never going to save anybody, never going to get out of there, is never going to see anything again. She couldn't even do the second task without cheating, essentially, and is just letting go of all hope until she hears music coming into her cell. Yeah. She does go to that party to where Tamlin takes her into that closet. That's, like, right before the third task. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the, the music, I believe, happens before that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So uh, she hears this beautiful music that seems like melodies she's never heard of before, telling an entire story through it, and it um, pulls her out of her insane depression enough a little bit just to be coherent. And then, I don't know if there was anything until that. Until the party. That party again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where she gets all all dressed up and goes. and um, But they don't immediately drink the wine this time. Mm-mm. No, because this is where the summer court... Yes. Gets in trouble, right? Because they found somebody trying to escape the mountain. Through the tunnel to the spring court. Right. Yeah. There was somebody from the summer court who they caught. And they've got, he's down on his knees before Amarantha. And she calls Resand over to search his mind. And you see the high lord of the summer court over on the edge of this 
group of people looking hella stressed <laughs> about the whole situation. And so she wants to find out, you know, what happened, you know, who was in on it, what the plan was, all of that. So Reese goes into his mind, does his little thing, and says that it was just him operating alone. And uh, that was that. And then Reese essentially gives him a mercy killing because... You and Amarantha is mad because she just wanted his mind wiped, right? Yep, she wanted his mind shattered. But she's like, I didn't want you to shatter his brain, only his mind. Right. But he he killed he killed him. Yeah. And but you saw the High Lord of the Summer Court um visibly relax a little bit when it was told that it was only this guy planning that escape. Dun, dun, dun. So then they walk away from that, and um, Farah drinks her wine, and Reese also drinks that night, and they don't say anything to each other. Then the party before the third <laughs> task, Captain Douchebag comes up to Farah <laughs> and, like, grabs her hand and then no, nods he- his head towards the closet. They, the hallway. They graze pinkies, okay? Oh, I'm so like, sorry. Like, Reese is being entertained by another woman. Yes, he can't another just fairy. grab her hand. They graze pinkies as mm. he is standing next to her. Yeah. Fair's... And then notions for them to go into <coughs> the hall. I hate, I hate this section of this book. Because I, this is, this I'm... is almost the same problem I had with Verity. Tamlin up to this point has been... So perfect, and so kind, and so caring, and and this section of the book is like, well, I've given up, so let's go and you know. He just like loses it, loses all control. I, I'm slowly at this point, um, losing more, um, faith in Tamlin just over the course of this under the mountain and his lack of visual response to anything. Absolutely stone cold to everything. Even even in the times of like when Amaranth is not looking at him or something. No reaction whatsoever to anything going on with her. Not doesn't seem like he's like trying which, and she you know, feels that way too. At one point, talks about that, how she's trying to be understanding that he's trying to be strong and trying to protect her, mm-hmm. but anything would be better yeah. than nothing at this point. So I'm like, I'm slowly losing that, very, very slowly losing that absolute love I had for his character in in how they were interacting with each other because I'm just like. How are you not mm-hmm. having any sort of reaction, no matter how little, or, you know, giving her any sort of hope mm-hmm. for anything? Like, I don't know. So that's where I'm at. So then, yeah, when this happens, and, you know, they get one brief fleeting moment to be alone, you know, in the hallway, like, there's not really a whole lot of meaningful anything said or 
strategic anything said or encouraging anything. It's just pawing at each other. Yeah, it's just sexual tension, and it's just annoying. Yep. It was really annoying. It was. I was like, you're not even thinking about her at this point. Like, you know, you can see, like, she's painted. Yep. Like. Yep. So he is, they're, they're all over each other. And uh, then Reese walks out and is like, well, all righty then. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical. Yeah. Um, it yeah. tells him to leave. Like, it's very you know, authoritative, and it's like, no, get out. Yeah, that Amarantha wouldn't like to hear about this, mm-hmm. so sends him out, and um, then he hears Amarantha, what, coming out into the hallway or whatever, mm-hmm. so he kisses her and puts her, his hands all over to um, make sense of the smeared paint. Yeah. And she doesn't seem surprised. Like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. It's only a matter of time or yep. something like that. Yeah, exactly. So. So Reese sends Feyre back to her cell. And. That's where he comes and he has his whole heart to heart with her too, right? Yeah. He, he comes there later. And essentially confirms that he has his own agenda. Yeah. He's sick of being lonely part, and part of the game and yeah just a side piece for her mm-hmm. so and then <laughs> i love how he's like it's kind of sad that you're the only one that i feel like i can tell this to yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like oh nice moment but still have to have a couple jabs in there i appreciate that so yeah and then we get to task number three the final one Feyre has to kill three fairies. So that's the that's the final task. Is Amarantha wants to prove that she still hates fairies, and so she gives her knives made of ash that and tells her to stab three hooded fairies through the heart. But they take Ugh. off the hoods before Feyre stabs yeah. them. They present her with their knives because they're each holding one. Which, honestly, because she's like, I want you to actually have to take it from them and look them in the face so you know that you are actively making this choice. Yep. So, fairy one, hood comes off, she has a knife. And he's pleading. He's saying, don't, (sighs) please, don't. He is pleading for his life. And she can see in the background someone start crying. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, this was the first task that when she came out and and was presented with her task that none of the fairies under the mountain were clapping or jeering or mm-hmm. anything. It was just silence. Well, Amarantha is like on edge, like super excited to see this human just yep. be and everything she has known humans to be. Yep. And still no response from Tamlin mm-hmm. sitting there beside her. Right. So she goes through with it, kills the first fairy right through the heart. Yeah. Having major internal crisis mm-hmm. at this point and moves on to the second fairy, a female. Mm-hmm. At one point, she looks at Reese and he he's like, do it. Right. 
he's telling her to do it. Yeah, in her in her head, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And Lucian's there just like pale as all can be. Yep, he's blanched. Like So fairy number two. Fairy number two starts. <sighs> I literally cried at this part. <laughs> I re listened like I listened to this instead of just reading through it. Um, I listened to the audiobook on this today. And I also was tearing up through this. It w- this was I hard. forgot how heart wrenching this section. A lot of these sections, a lot of this book is. It was hard to listen to, but she was um, giving like an an uh, an old fay prayer for passage in death, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, very similar to the one that Tamlin said to the fairy whose wings were ripped off earlier in the book. Huh. This part sucked. And that Feyre stabs her in the heart. Well, <sighs> well and, and she's like, you know, let me go without pain into eternity. And like, Feyre hesitates and she's like, She's like, I'm so sorry. And and so the fairy repeats herself. She's like, let me go without pain into eternity <laughs> or, you know, something of that sort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she finally does it and uh, kills the second one. So oh, that was rough. That one was really hard. It, w- it yeah. really was. So she's killed two of the three. She moves on to the third and last fairy that she needs to kill. The fairy presents her with a knife. The hood is taken off. And kneeling before her is Tamlin. And she looks behind her, confused, thinking that Tamlin was sitting next to Amarantha. And the Tamlin that she thought she saw up there turns into the adder. Right? Yep. So she's like, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to Amarantha. And... The thought process after this is really interesting because she's going through everything that she knows, everything she knows about Amarantha and goes, she wouldn't, she wouldn't do this. She wants Tamlin. Why would she put him in front of me to kill him? It doesn't make sense. Unless she knew that I couldn't kill him. Right. And then all of a sudden we're thinking back to, well, Alice told me that there's some part of this that I don't know yet that she can't tell me. But that I have heard before. Right. If I was just paying attention. Right. And it's kind of like we forgot about that part. Like, while she was under the mountain. It's like, oh, Alice said it, and then we didn't talk about it until this point. Mm-hmm. So she's going back, and she's thinking, like, well, what could I have heard that would help me? So she starts quickly replaying all the conversations she's overheard while she's been in the spring court. And she remembers that there have been... A couple of occasions where people have looked at Tamlin and said, I know you have a heart of stone, but whatever, whatever, in their conversation. So she's like, do they mean he literally has a heart of stone? And she's like, I don't recall ever hearing his heart beat when being near to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's like, well, that has to be it. She wouldn't have me kill him for him to actually die. And she looks down at Tamlin and he like imperceptibly uh, smiles just slightly 
Mm-hmm. So and she goes on that faith and stabs Tamlin and the knife chips because it hits a stone piece. What? She's like, I think in her mind, she's like, well, it, it's essentially the same situation as was with Jorian, where they took the magic via a body part. And that's what they did to the High Lords. Mm-hmm. Which made me go, huh, I wonder what other, what, what they have for the other High Lords. I know, yeah. I wanted a list. Yeah. Like, did you choose a different body part for all of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she stabs him, and she essentially wins her yes. third task. She stabbed all three of them. But he's not healing quickly. And right. his mask has not fallen off. Mm-hmm. And she realizes what she had wondered back at the beginning when making the bargain about Amarantha's wording of immediately releasing the spring court um, and how it was only used with the riddle mm-hmm. and not with the tasks. Yep. Well, so people in the back start going like, she did it. Let them go. Yep. They let them go. She did what she was told to. And Amarantha's freaking out a little bit visibly. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, smart you know, I didn't human. say, yeah. you know, she yeah. didn't catch, you know, what I actually she, said. She wasn't specific. Yeah. So. Yeah. After she stabs Tamlin. A whole huge montage of Feyre torture. Yeah. <laughs> Reese tries to step in at one point to try and help her. And Amarantha pins him against the wall and starts, you know. He he grabs one of the blades and goes to swing at her. And she shoots out like white lightning, essentially, at him. And he's thrown against the wall. Yeah. Um, As Feyre is literally on the ground, like, so many bones broken. broken. Yes, just like put to like pulled apart like a pretzel. Yep. Almost like every bone is breaking. Yep, exactly. Slowly. Gosh, agonizing pain. I can't even yeah. imagine. And I think she said that she blacked out at one point and then was immediately brought back so she could continue reliving the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um Tamlin's still bleeding and not healing. And um, at that point is when she starts thinking about the riddle again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she figures it out. And through her dying breath, <laughs> the answer to the riddle is love. It's love. I think that was my least favorite part of the book. I agree. I thought that was cheesy. really cheesy and mm-hmm. cheap. And honestly, I didn't even think it fit the riddle. I didn't either. I think it fit the riddle more the second time I read through it than it, than I thought so the first time. Mm. When I read through the first time, I um, forgot about the riddle because I was like, eh, can't figure this out super easily when I just think about it. I'm sure some character will figure it out, so they'll figure it out for me. <laughs> so I just yeah. didn't even try. Yeah. But so she says that out loud, and so immediately the curse is broken. Yes. Because that was the immediate release of the curse. Yep. Um, and at that same moment, Amarantha snaps her neck. Yep. And she is, her consciousness is thrown 
through the tether of the bargain with Reese, and she is seeing herself through Reese's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yep, and watches as Tamlin kind of transforms and heals and gets everything back and kills Amarantha. Yeah. Yeah. Stabs a sword through her head and and um, pins her to the wall that way and then rips her throat out with his teeth. You know, don't don't go to Farah first. No. Let's Yeah. Kill Amarantha first. Yeah. Well she's dead now, so now we can cry about her. Yeah. So she So we're watching this through Reese's eyes, through Farah's consciousness, essentially, mm-hmm. where Tamlin goes and picks up her broken body and is grieving over it and was it Baron who first came I forgot about that from the first read through that he was the first high lord that came and offered what they called a a colonel of their power their power Mm -hmm. as a high lord to be gifted to Feyre yeah also, for anyone out there, if you have a friend that is suspected of a neck injury, do not pick them up. Do not touch them. My girl's dead. Well, he didn't know that. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it was obvious that she was dead. Regardless, don't touch her. <laughs> she got a broken neck. All my friends out there. If, if Do not if touch If your friend someone. dies, don't touch them. <laughs> Why would you? someone you love died would you not like touch them no i love you but no oh thanks no (laughs) what am i gonna do mourn in mourn in the normal way by picking you up not necessarily a full body pickup (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) we get no hugs in death Remember that, Skylar. Mm-hmm. Amanda will stay uh, six feet away at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so in turn, after Baron brings that little bit of his magic, um, the remaining High Lords start doing that. I think Summer Court comes next. Winter Court after that. Um, until finally Reese brings his little bit and says something like, you know, this very rare occasion, we give these gifts as high lords for somebody that sacrificed their life for us. Something of that sort. Mm. So they put all these little kernels of magic in her and uh, she comes back. I imagine a full Shrek moment. When Fiona, like, stays the ogre. <laughs> and she's, like, lifted up with the light. That's what I pictured. Huh. See, I pictured, um, like, like when you're sleeping and you think you're falling, so you wake up and you're like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're like... <gasps> hmm. A little different. Yeah. Or, like, like when you're drowning and, like people finally get you to cough up your water Mm. and you breathe for the first time because she like immediately flipped over and started like heaving yeah yeah um 
because her senses were all over the place. Mm-hmm. They turned her high fae. Brought her back to life, turned her high fae. Was the only way. And her senses are going crazy because, you know, magical beings can sense things at a much more intense rate than we can. I, th- I say this like it's reality. <laughs> than mortals can. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Tamlin realizes she's really overwhelmed when a bunch of people start coming and congratulating and thanking and all that. And he takes her back to the room. And first thing they do. Why not? Each other. Yeah. That's it. So they fall asleep. And Pharaoh wakes up to this feeling in her stomach. Um, of being led somewhere. And it takes her to Freesand, and she gets to see the light of day for the first time in however many months. And um, he's got his wings out. So they, I mean, they just have a nice little chat, essentially. And uh, so, I don't know, she talks about him going home, and He's like, you know, good luck in, in your life. And she's like, oh, it's not like you won't see me again once a week, every month. And, uh, yeah. He goes so he goes to leave. Wide-eyed and flies away. Or he teleports. Winnows. He? Winnows. Yeah, he goes, he goes to leave and then... Like, jerks his head back at her and goes really wide-eyed, and she's about to ask what's wrong, and then he just disappears. And she goes back to Tamlin, and that next morning, or I guess it's probably morning at that point, they get up and they leave back through the tunnel um, out of the cave into the spring court, and she's like, oh, I'm back home. It's home. Never thought I'd see home again. Cheesy. And that was it. So how did you feel about the book? In general? Thoughts? I really liked it. Yeah. I did. It's honestly... It's one one of my favorites, I think, that we've read thus far. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I'm excited to see... To see what's coming. For real. I... And I honestly cannot recommend the graphic audio enough. It was so, so good and made such a huge difference with this. I was blown away. Yeah. Because I I did not use that my first read through. Sky, you didn't either, did you? Nope. Yeah. So I'm sure that was interesting for you. It was incredible. But it's it's so good. It is very, very good. Um the the voice actors for everybody were really good. I think my only complaint was uh, I didn't care for the voice that they gave uh, Amarantha. I was hoping for something a little more snaky. Snaky. You know, and that's when I finally got to hearing her um, after you said that. I I was fine with her voice. I thought it. 
I thought it fit pretty well. The one that I'm not yet convinced with is Resand. I I was thinking it seems a little too um like quirky. Like there's a there's an upward lilt to it, mm. it seems to me. I thought it was gonna be a little more like dark and smoky because like that's the vibe you get from him you know what i mean i like that dark and smoky <laughs> you get what i mean though yeah. so i thought it was going to be a little more that than than what it is but um i don't dislike it at all it was just not what i was expecting so yeah i will say for Feyre's voice actor i loved love the voice actor yeah i did i did have some trouble in certain parts differentiating between when she was speaking to someone or just thinking yep so that was it was just a couple sections it wasn't like the entire time um but honestly i would listen to that over and over and over and over it was so good so good so of this first book how did you feel about like our characters in general like how how did you how do you like Feyre? you know our female main character I mean, both of you. I think she jumps into things without really thinking them through, but she's a stupid human. <laughs> um, well, It's like I said during Throne of Glass, I think Moss does a really good job writing strong female leads. Um, yeah. I like Feyre. Yeah. She's a good main character. Well, and I think um, as as things went on it was it was almost easy at one point to forget just how skilled of a huntress she was mm-hmm. and and just how tactile and everything she she was um and had to be for her family and then you get into these trials and you see some of that mm-hmm. um critical thinking yeah start coming out and it was it was interesting to see the different facets of her of that um critical thinker and of the um just the the person inside that was falling apart and then the person that was falling in love and um i i think she was written very well Mm -hmm. i i quite enjoyed her uh enjoy her as a character yeah Uh, my favorite character is lucian (laughs) um i am simping so hard for reese (laughs) um yeah. Tim Tam. I like, I really do like Tamlin, mm-hmm. but he is the typical good guy can do no wrong hero of all that is right. Like I, he's too good for me. And you've said that through the whole book and I'm, I'm like, I, I really like, I him. don't see that necessarily because at the beginning he was, he was pretty gruff and like right just like but he is the good ugh. guy with good morals with or without Feyre mm. I mean true but like and that's how I see him I I started really really loving him when he let his walls sort of come down a little bit I mean Feyre did too mm-hmm. um I was already liking her at that point but once he actually started seeming like he genuinely cared and was having genuine conversations and um, just normal banter and things like that. I really, really started to love him. Like I highlighted maybe like three or four different passages of just his section 
of um, like halfway through this book of just parts that just made me melt. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still, I was telling you this yesterday. I don't think that they are going to end up together though, because I think that their love story is the kind of like that first love where they're only meant to be together for a season a of time. Season. So I think for her, he helped her, you know, introduce her to this new world, which she is now a part of. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, she kind of recognized that how important these people are and they became important to her. And I think yeah. he did that for her. And on his end, I think, like you said, she helped break down his walls and realize that he can love someone. He can care for someone and it's okay to have both, but I don't and think he's free. Yeah. And I don't think that they, yeah. And she did that for him and for his people. And so I think he will always be in debt to her for that, but I don't think that they are going to end up together long-term. Well, I'm thinking on that, like, aspect of their relationship, it does kind of go in the, mm, um, sort of bit, just with how, um, it, it was not what it seemed at the beginning, like, it, it was developed, that relationship was developed intentionally for a specific reason. Right. Not organically, like, it just would necessarily i'm telling you this is going to turn into a twilight thing where you're team edward or team jacob except <laughs> it's team tamlin or team reese and i'm team reese 100 <laughs> oh percent team reese <sighs> so i think it's going that way but i do i do like his character but i think that he is there for like you said a single purpose yeah unfortunately yeah because i, I really, do like him a lot i really really loved his character and and like I mentioned it's just that the the way that he behaved or lack of behaved or anything mm -hmm. um under the mountain just made me start changing my thought on that um he had very little um presence uh like actual you know dialogue or anything like that um in that section but it was impactful yeah not in a good way. Yeah. That's, so. that's fair. And we know that Skylar doesn't like Tamlin, never liked Tamlin. <laughs> Even on my first read through, I didn't, I didn't like Tamlin. I thought his character development was poor. Um, I didn't care for the way that he treated really any of the situations in the book itself. Yeah. I just, I just didn't like him. I still don't. Well, that's okay. Yeah. And you don't have to. Lucian, though. He's my favorite. Oh, my God. I love that man. Male. Whatever. <laughs> He's freaking funny. He's so funny. He's so witty. Mm -hmm. So sarcastic. That red hair. Love it. <laughs> love it. <sighs> All right. Any, any other thoughts? on the book me and jess can't hypothesize so we've that's already true. read the whole series that's true do we even want to hypothesize or do we just want to i just did mine yeah there you go and, and we gave our thoughts on the characters and the book development and all that so let's rate it 3.8 it's a good book
Oh my gosh. That is so low. Three point eight. I didn't. I I don't like half of the main cast. <laughs> um, my it, mind is blown right now. I mean, it's a good book. I this is my second time reading it. I enjoyed it just as much the second time as I did the first because of the graphic audio. But wow, I mean, to me, it just doesn't break that threshold of a four, because the slow parts of the book are slow there's a lot of this is this is coming from the man who wasn't a reader never a reader picked up this book started reading read the entire series that's out so far in two weeks because he loved it so much okay what was the highest rating he gave what book was that the highest rating that he has given so far he has was it a ballad was it a ballad Stop, we're not <laughs> talking about children's episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I am missing a couple of the... I'm missing a couple of I the, feel like it was a ballad of songbirds and snakes. I don't have that listed. I, d- I don't know what it is right now off the top of my head. I feel like you get that above a four. The highest I have for him right now is Queen of Shadows at 4.2. Yep. Yeah, maybe Ballad was a little lower around he's, there somewhere. He's stingy with his numbers. But a 3.8? No, homie. What do you think, Amanda? Well, I liked most of the main cast, so I'm going to say... I'm going to say 4.5. So I tied my second. I'm tied with my highest rating right now. Because I gave Ballad a 4.5, too, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm also going to tie with my highest rating and give it a 4.8. I'm expecting these to get better. So, that's what happened with Throne of Glass. Hell yeah, it did. So. All right. Yay! That's exciting. I cannot wait to start. A Court of Mist and Fury, book two. Akamath. <laughs> Sacronyms are so weird. <laughs> I'm just so used to them at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Can't wait to dive into that graphic audio for this one also. <clears throat> Highly recommend, yes. Oh yeah, mm. I've already got them. Prepped and waiting. Mm-hmm. Send right. us off. Thank you for listening to A Court of Books and Booze, our basement book club. Um, if you liked what you have listened to today, make sure to go check out the other podcast in the Golden Mojo network of podcasts. That includes The Call Guys, Indiana Chiefs fans, the United States of Paranormal, Murd Nerds. And Golden, and Golden Image, Image Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yep. That's, that is that. <laughs> Alright, next time. Court of Mist and Fury. Read with you later. Yeah.